0: The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog Pick 'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. And use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today.
1: everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network my name is talent jenkins joining our host we got ryan gilbert and joel meyer gentlemen how the hell are we doing tonight
0: i'm doing good coming to you live after a, a big birds win uh not, not pretty uh, i don't think they covered the spread depending on what you got there but six point win a win is a win uh two and oh moving on
2: it was pretty to me that was old school football it was pounding the fucking rock right down their throats absolutely loved it commentators Ooh. did not uh what want to see passing pretty yeah yeah pretty shit that's boring
1: nah. as fuck eight nah. minute drives nine minute drives with no fucking uh, points on the board and 30 fucking runs
2: get the fuck I, out of here i fucking love it man just uh the big boys in the trench <laughs> just doing their thing uh, i love the way that the the eagles are built like that you know the, the passing game isn't going you just uh, run the fucking ball and uh it worked for them that was that was good job coaching and uh, yeah, nice, nice win for Eagles. I didn't have a single bet on this game, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I have them for the division at least. So we're in a we're in a war with the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, it's fair. I don't know. I I fucking hate it. I was bored. My my spread hit. I had Eagles five and a half, and then I had the over. I think a forty eight and a half. So I hit on that, and then I had a couple props that came through me for me too. But I oh dude, you know what? If this game, dude, if this game was on like a fucking like. This was like a Sunday, one o'clock or Sunday, four o'clock. Like, all right, that's fine. You know, there's tons of other games going on, but the only game on a Thursday nighter and they're running the ball 45 fucking times. It's like that second quarter, that second quarter went by and legit in like 22 minutes. Like, I don't know. That's why I was like, oh, it's boring as shit. My girl and I were sitting there watching, like, what the fuck, you know? But whatever, it happens. Go, Birds. Birds got it done. Vikings stink. Kirk Cousins, go fuck yourself um I, I did okay in fantasy though i got fucking addison and he popped off i think he had like two receptions one was like a 60 yard touchdown or some shit like that so yeah. that's good we'll we'll take the wins with the losses here um all right every go check out the sports gambling podcast eric website that's the place to be tons of stuff for the world of sports show uh football's back which is absolutely fantastic uh college football's back too which is absolutely sick we've been talking about that for the past couple of weeks as well um baseball ryan what's going on in the world of baseball
0: Uh, baseball, the Blue Jays just had a horrific series against the Texas Rangers. You'd be, you'd be happy to hear that. Um, still a few weeks, still a few weeks away from the playoffs. So yeah, check back in closer to October actually i heard about that my parents went to
1: a game two days ago and i was like oh how was it and they were like it fucking sucked there was like 20,000 people there and nobody gave a shit i was like yep sounds about right uh everybody said toronto we're a baseball city yeah well, when they win it's the same with the raptors when they do good yeah everybody just bandwagons the fuck on them but tell you what the leafs were shit for fucking 30 years and they were still selling out that building every night so i'll believe that when i see it um anyways tennis what's up with tennis joelies everything what's going on there
2: we're is good, man. Oh yeah, and Djokovic, Djokovic won the won the, the whole thing, and uh, yeah, there's not real much uh, meaningful tennis until uh, January when the Australian Open uh, uh, tees off or whatever the fuck, however you say that. What
1: would it be? It wouldn't be tee off. It would Ooh, be Brian so- and I.
2: Yes, yeah, I said service time. Uh, service that, that's the time. Best, that's the best uh, I could come up with. I like it's, that. it's
0: it's what it's when the balls drop. It's is sometime in January.
1: I like what about what if what about it's time for some racket. You know, because they're using their racket. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. that's a good I one. like it. Would it be it's, it's time for some pickle then, Yeah, maybe a...
0: pickleball.
2: Yeah, I, I, I
1: feel I, like
0: Talon's definitely anti-pickleball.
1: Dude, I have literally dropped 250 bucks on a pickleball racket and I haven't even oh, used sick. it. Oh sick. Yeah, it's sweet, it's like wood based. It's not wood-based, but like the finish is wood, and so I call it Spruce Almighty. It's fucking dope. But then I fucked up my hand like literally a week after it came in, so I haven't oh, even used it. Um, anyways, i stuff about all the worst. We had some hockey today, boys. The prospect tournaments have been flying around. There were a couple of games where I didn't watch any. I, I doubt you guys did either. But, you know, at least it's good to see some highlights coming up from on the ice. So that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, anyways, you can find all the information of all the sports at SGPN website. Be sure to go check that out. Uh, read the articles. Everybody's pumping out some good shit. I'm sure Ryan's banging out a bunch of stuff with the season, uh, you know, upon us very soon. I'm uh, sure to listen to the other shows as well. Everybody does such a kick ass job, man. Like I said, this time of year, shit's rocking and rolling. is going to be firing up. So, you know, the WNBA, I'm sure that stuff's happening as well. Um, so uh, shit, yeah, dude. You just go listen to the other shows. Everybody kills it. It's a great way to kind of learn about some other sports and shit. Uh, and of course, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. A little quiet the past couple days in there. I don't know if it's the calm before the storm or everybody's just kind of, you know, we got football on our minds or shit. But you know what? Once uh once we get a little bit closer into main camps with NHL here and then into the fucking preseason and stuff, I'm sure it'll be popping off again. So shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. Uh, if you want to get in there, reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure points in the right direction or the hgp twitter account as well
0: yeah and that account is at hockey sgpm we got a new intern there running things so hopefully you can uh, you can keep it up there uh make sure you subscribe to the hockey human podcast sg.pn slash hockey for apple and leave us a five-star rating and review and make sure you turn on the auto download so you get the episodes in your feed as soon as they are published nice man nice um. All right. So,
1: what are we are we keeping the season previews kind of rocking and rolling here? Is that what we're going through?
2: Yeah.
0: We, we 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 can keep it on. Just just a few few notes. You said said the prospects uh, tournament going on. Flyers. Flyers. Rangers. Rookie games this weekend, Friday, Saturday. It's gonna be a uh, fun to watch. There also uh, Matt Vyachkov got uh, loaned back to Sochi after playing like six minutes in his only game with. Uh, with Ska there, he had uh, two two assists in his first game there with Sochi. So good to see him actually getting some playing time and not sitting on the bench while while some you know hard nosed coach just plays the veterans over him.
1: Uh, you know what it is in Russia they, they you know they although they should be paying Mishkov you know you'd be fucking stupid to not do but everybody's there's the whole hint that uh, hey we're uh, If you plan on going to the NHL, we're going to give you a little punishment before you go there, you know. So we'll see if that happens to be the case. Obviously, he's going to get some big minutes in Sochi. Um, They're a pretty, you know, mid to bottom tier team in the league as it is. So, you know, sometimes it's good to be a big fish in a small pond, you know. uh, But good to to get the experience playing against men. Obviously, that's going to be pretty good for the kids. So good to see that. What's Definitely. it with the what's it with the Russians and KHL and just fucking any fires prospect? Is it a vendetta or what's up with that?
0: It's a vendetta against the, the Broad Street bullies when they embarrassed the uh the, the Russian point. team back in the back in the seventies there. And then the what was it, the summit series, whatever whatever it was called? they didn't want to play at the spectrum and it's neither kicked their asses and now they're 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 getting revenge. So uh <laughs> hopefully we, we get we get Michikov back over here. That's all that's all I'm worried about.
1: That's a good point. Uh, one little thing of hockey news I don't think we brought up on the show yet. Um Shout out to all the uh, fantastic women's hockey players that are out in the community with the formation of the uh, PWHL. Uh, It sounds like, you know, they finally have a women's league that's getting some serious backing. I know uh, they started with six original teams. Um, Canadian Tire which Ryan you might not be aware of but Jolie obviously you are they uh, they put a lot of funding into this league as well they committed on board to be one of the top sponsorships so that alone is definitely some well needed fucking you know financial backing and just some stability hopefully to get this women's league rocking and rolling uh, as well uh, Brian Burke signed on to be the head of the Players Association so we finally got a bit of stability we got some name brands behind this shit and uh, hopefully we can get some uh, get some growth going towards the women's side of the game and you better bet your fucking i was gonna say you better bet your tits but that maybe that's inappropriate right <laughs> now. you better bet your shit that fucking if we can gamble on women's hockey we will be all over that i will be watching as much as possible and we'll be getting some inside scoops going into that as well yeah
0: you, you, you can bet your balls on that mm-hmm. and uh, an update to the to the babcock situation joel and i discussed last episode they are are still i'll start reviewing it uh they're set, set to meet on friday Apparently, some of the younger Blue Jackets players were uncomfortable with what had occurred, which which makes sense. If if, you, if your boss, who is known to be a hard nose, who might not be very friendly to younger players, if he's asking you to, to do stuff. It, it's weird, but it's just it's just all. Uh, hopefully, it's a bunch of nothing, but we'll, we'll see when the uh, investigation finally uh, concludes.
1: So what do you say yesterday? You, got, you, you don't like it or do you like it? I feel like it's Joel just, would like it. I feel like Joel's like, let me see all your shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's. It's I didn't just, like all the rumor spreading, like uh, until something is known, you don't just say shit like a certain other podcast did to its okay. massive audience who just lipped, uh, licked it all up and uh, spread it around and, and pre- re- pretended that it was a 100% fact and we don't know it's 100% fact.
1: It sounds like it's looking like it might be 100% fact, though,
2: bro. Uh, Taking it out of context, it could be, uh, you know, I didn't listen to the actual podcast, but I was just, uh, you know, scrolling through the old Twitter machine. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. We got it. There's a bigger story that just emerged here. You have X?
2: <laughs> X, Twitter, whatever. I don't actually use it. I just look at it. I don't That's using <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> I,
1: I uh, have this new car. I don't race it. I just drive it.
2: Though. Well, I haven't made a single tweet or, or ZEET in like uh, four you're, years. You're a lurker. You're, you're an yeah, lurker I guess. I guess. What the f- yeah.
1: what, you can't you can't throw me a follow? Like what the fuck,
0: bro?
2: Yeah. I only follow like uh, you, you know can't even uh, retweet the
0: podcast when we tweet it out. <laughs> you, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have like two followers, okay? Well, you, really can you can are. have four. We can double that right now.
1: Yeah, literally.
2: Oh. No, I'm staying uh, <laughs> in the dark.
1: Oh, my God. You're an asshole. Uh, <laughs> no, one, one thing. I, um, there's been a lot of heroes, a lot of heroes on Twitter that just are shooting this story down immediately because of the source that it came from. Not quite what Joel, I understand Joel was saying is different, you know, if you're not 100% sure of something, then obviously, you know, you can't make your decision. That's a respectable opinion. But the people are just saying, oh, this came from Barstool, so fuck it. It, uh, I can't take any merit into it. It's like, you know, you don't got to like fucking that company. You don't got to like that podcast. You don't got to like, you know, Paul Biznet or whatever. But I promise you that this guy has more NHL contacts and players than you do, whoever you are. So to see all the heroes saying, oh, you know, just because – was done on this platform you know I, I can't acknowledge it and columbus put out a statement saying it's not true what do you think they're going to do think columbus is going to put out a statement saying that like, yeah we fucked up you know, we hired this guy that has a history of being a piece of shit. We hired this guy that fucking let Jason Spezza buy fucking 40 tickets for his friends and family. You know, his first game in Toronto and then scratched him about an hour before game time. We let Mike Medano sit on fucking 999 career games and then scratched him at the last game of the year. Yeah, we let fucking Johan Franzen just, you know, hate me because I'm a piece of shit. Like, fuck that, yo. So everybody out there trying to be a hero, just based off that, you can, you can fuck off and all, okay?
0: Yeah, but but the heroes are against both sides in this. The heroes hate Bizinet, and the heroes hate Bob, hate ba- Babcocks They're they're just going back and forth with with whatever the latest part parcel of information is.
1: You know right. what they can do then if they don't like either of them, they can just fucking go jump <laughs> off a balcony or something and just do it. Make everyone, Yo, you're a hero. Let's see if you can fly, bro. Let's see it. Just prove it to me.
0: Yeah, uh, one more bit of hockey news. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin, we talked about his potential extension a few weeks ago. Apparently, he wants to go the Toronto route. He wants a five-year deal rather than an eight-year deal. So we'll, we'll see what uh, comes comes to first room with that.
1: Fucking, there you go. What's that? Uh, uh, <laughs> a pave maker? Not a pave maker. He paved the way for someone. Trailblazer. Uh, to- trailblazer. There you go. Thank you, Joel. Appreciate that. Yeah, there you go. Awesome math. Just a trailblazer for the players. Yo. Fuck yeah.
0: It's gonna be a Portland Trailblazer soon. Matthews, uh, he's a Trailblazer. Why not to not send him to Portland. Trade tra-
2: tra- for team.
1: Yo, smoke another one, okay?
2: <laughs> the Winterhawks, Portland yeah. Winterhawks. No, the Trailblazers the fucking... are,
0: are the NBA team, obviously. Okay.
1: I don't know. I don't I think don't, he's basketball. tall enough. I don't follow. I don't follow any sport that the players just you know decide that they're too tired to play.
0: Oh, did you see the fucking load management shit where they're like making it so like certain you can't sit out two star players in the same game or something? We shouldn't get into this now, but it's you uh,
1: got to do it's, something. It's, this has gotten out of control. These motherfuckers are making like 40 mil a year. And they're like, you know what? I'm tired. It's like, bro, I'm tired, <laughs> too. I'm tired right now, for fuck's sakes. But you know what? You guys sign up to do something. You got to do it. You know?
2: Yeah, that's good news, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Right? No, it, it is. Yeah, it's just it's just you started bullshit. upset by it. it. No, it's bullshit that it got to that point where like, like the league had to step in. But And I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. teams are going to like try to circumvent it somehow. We'll, we'll see. <coughs> All, <coughs> All right. Uh, football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 in on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September so get in on the NFL week two action with DraftKings Sportsbook download the app now and use code SGP to sign up new customers can bet just five dollars and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP the crown is yours gambling problem call 100 gambler see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance and game time Buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the events near you, with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. So, what are some things you like about the GameTime experience? Flash deals are fantastic. Last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Two taps and you are set. The tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Uh, Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code SGPN for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: All right, um, so obviously we've been doing our uh, team previews, going through division by division. We just finished up with the Pacific Division a couple of shows ago. Well, we're going to keep things, you know, rocking and rolling in the West here. And this time we're going to talk about the Central Division, uh, as we did last time. We're going to, you know, start from, you know, bottom-based teams and then kind of work our way up. So uh, we apologize for this, but the two teams we are covering this episode, none other than the Arizona Coyotes, or I... Uh, the Arizona State University Coyotes, I should say, and then the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, we're going to kick things off and get them started here uh, with the Arizona Coyotes. Obviously, a couple key additions last year. You know, they brought in the likes, you know, Alexander Kerfoot, a couple other, you know, uh, Sean Dersey, a couple other guys and shit like that. Um, Cole, uh, Fucking what's his name? I always forget. Who's that fucking prospect they got coming out of university this year? He's supposed Logan to be Cooley. sick. Cooley. Logan Cooley. Be-
0: best yeah, prospect mid- in the league.
1: One of the best uh, NAL deals in the league as well. Uh, when he was in college, he did get free Chipotle every day. So that's pretty fucking sick. Uh, but yeah, uh, they came out with this thing saying he was the best prospect in the league. I remember we were talking about that a couple of episodes ago. That's absolutely bullshit. But still, hey, fuck yeah. Coyotes, what are our thoughts here, boys? Jolie, kick us off.
2: Sure. I had all my Blackhawks uh, <laughs> notes set up. <laughs> yeah, that was what we were going to start with. but uh, well, Coyotes one's was fine.
1: first in the sheet here, boys? I don't know. You, you don't start with the cheap. bottom.
0: You start with the worst team, and then, then we move our way up. But, well, why is the
1: worst I, I, team on the bottom, not the top?
0: Because their their point total is
2: lower.
1: Well, why yeah. didn't you move? Oh my god! I'm it doesn't start. matter. It it's doesn't matter. Arizona's
2: fine. Uh, Blackhawks are the worst team in the division, though. No. Um, and the yeah, the Coyotes here. Well, uh, it's a team that overachieved. They uh, enjoyed a relatively healthy season where they finished a sixth in. Um, a metric called chip which is a cap hit of injured players um they had an above average pdo thanks to incredible shooting percentage for stretches of the season of course uh, getting some good gold goaltending too from uh, uh old vag milk um and uh but the, unfortunately they just ended up having to pick sixth in the draft where they, they missed out on uh, a few of the higher quality players and then they reached where uh for Dmitry Shemishhev, who was uh, projected to go in the like the mid teens, but he's still a hell of a defenseman by all accounts. So should be able to get a good player there to, to um yeah, just an unsuccessful season. Um breakout of the fourth rounder, Matias Michelli is definitely considered a win. He had a a boatload of assists. I think uh, he was in the running for the Calder for about a month there with his uh, uh, stellar play. So yeah, that that that's the probably the best thing that happened to the Coyotes uh, last year. Although other than discovering that their 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 shadow realm is a is a death, it's an elephant graveyard of all the the the, the great teams that come into Arizona State University. Yeah. <laughs> they knocked off some damn good teams, including Boston, probably one of their four losses on the year. And the Avalanche, the Leafs went in there, lost too. So yeah, they, they they were a giant killer last year. So they could take pride in that. But uh, at the end of the day, um, yeah, I don't think that uh, uh, getting the sixth round pick or sixth uh, overall pick was worth um, it. But uh, uh, yeah, it's better than fucking where they were the year before, I guess. So small steps for the Arizona Coyotes.
0: Yeah, they were they were 21-15 and five at home and 7-25 and nine on the road. So Jeez. teams really did not like going into that second or third-rate arena there with with no locker room, just a makeshift locker room. And, and shadows. the Coyotes knew the shadows, the shadows. Coyotes knew the shadows and they knew, knew the sight lines, knew, knew all the bounces and whatnot. So they took advantage of that. Uh, but yeah, you said it. They definitely overachieved a little bit. Uh, their expected goals for was in the bottom five. Uh, did have a, a decent PDO, as you said. Uh, yeah, they're probably going to be, uh, I mean, we're getting into this next, but yeah. Last season, there was a time where, you know, if they were underdogs at home, we were just better. <laughs> they, they won. They won in March uh, six of seven straight games. Their only loss was on the road at Colorado in OT. So, like, they, they were unbelievable at home. Hopefully that can continue. We can find some value there to, to, to watch this upcoming season. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see.
1: Yeah, like last year, obviously, you look at that team on roster and there wasn't really too much to write home, about. obviously, you know, they got a couple of like Clayton Keller was a guy, Batchman had a fantastic season for them as well. Um, you know, kind of young players that, you know, played well, but just it's like you guys said, just almost borderline irrelevant, you know, that home record. That's like, yeah, you can talk about that. That's something to be proud of. You know, they they showed up when they played in, in Molot Arena or whatever the hell it's called. But maybe the other teams just took them a little bit too light. Uh, I think we even touched on that a bit last year and we cashed in on that a couple times. So, you know, good on the Yotes. They they had nothing really stable, nothing really to be too proud about. And, you know, obviously this stuff we'll get into going forward. There was the the whole Clayton Keller scenario, you know, a bit in the offseason and all that. We'll touch on that. But, like... You know, as far as last year goes, there's really not much to say about this team. You know, they they just sucked.
2: Yeah, their uh, offseason was interesting as well. Of course, mentioned uh, Shemishev, uh, which was a bit of a reach. Their uh, draft was not ideal either. Um, but they they brought in some veterans who weren't just captains for once, uh, including Jason Zucker uh, who had a nice season with Pittsburgh. One of the few players besides Crosby who, uh, who did, um, Sean Durzi, who's played really well for LA the past two seasons, Matt Dumbaugh, rapidly aging, but still solid defenseman and, uh, Alexander Kerford, who is a, a player, I guess still, um, <laughs> <laughs> but they also are after to replace uh, Jacob chicken, who they lost at the deadline, but, uh, they did all right without him down the stretch. So maybe, uh, that loss isn't as massive as you would think, so yeah, we'll we'll give him a B minus, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Coyotes. They didn't make any any big things. You you said they kind of, you know, reached a little bit too much uh, too much at the draft. They they won too many games at home to make sure they didn't get a, a good enough pick there. Uh, Matt Dumba, a decent late signing by them, maybe to kind of re- revamp his career, maybe get a get a power play quarterback there. But yeah, Coyotes are, are going to probably continue to be. Uh, uh, Bottom of the barrel here. You know, Clayton Keller, 86 points last season was fantastic. Getting getting Zucker to possibly play with him, or or get some, getting Zucker and and, and guys in there that have like the veteran presence is definitely going to help a younger locker room with Keller and, and Hayden and Cooley and whatnot. But I, I don't know if they could have really done anything this offseason to be more than a, a, a C or a B. It's just really uh, it, it's irrelevant. I mean, we can give them a C, we can give them a B. It's it's all the same.
1: Yeah, it's there's not really a better way to say it than there. Uh, some of those players you did run through and who they picked up, you know, uh, don't got to say their names again and shit, but uh, it's it's like you said, they grabbed some guys that surprisingly weren't just cap dumps, as Arizona's, you know, traditionally been a destination for that. Looks like the likes of, you know, Shea Weber, technically, you know, Flyer's great, Jakub Voracek is technically yes. a coyote for one more year. Um, but, you know, they brought in a couple of, like, guys, you know, like, a lot of ex Leafs now that I'm looking at it. it's kinda of funny. But even the likes of like a Map Dumba and shit like that, you know, Travis Dermott, like these are these are some guys that can potentially play minutes for you. Uh, one thing worth noting, man, I feel like we've been saying this about this team every year for the past couple of years, is they just they just load their cupboards when it comes to draft picks in the first three rounds in the next three years they have 20 picks uh 10 of those are in the second round uh scattered throughout the next three years they have three in this upcoming draft 2024 four in 2025 and another three in 2026 so uh, it's great that you have that if you're a rebuilding team with the, you know young talent that you do have coming up through the ranks that's good it's great to have those picks the problem is what do you do with them, right? So you got to either trade them to get good pieces coming back, in return, maybe potentially move up in the draft, or you have to, you know, increase your funding into the scouting or your scouting program. Make sure that you hit on these 20 fucking picks that you have. And then maybe in the, uh, four or five years, you have yourself a hell of a team. So uh, maybe even just a, a place to play. So we'll, we'll start there, I guess, but, um, yeah, as far as an off-season grade, you know, you can't really be too high. What's the difference from this team if you give them a C or a B-, minus? it's it's all the same shit, right? But expect them to, you know, maybe have a bit more compete level, I guess, this year. Some of these some of these guys, they're names, right? Like, they're they're NHL players, which is more than you can say, you know, when you're talking to the likes of, like, certain other teams around the league, you know?
2: Exactly. The uh, roster does look a lot better than it did a year ago, but that's a pretty low bar considering they were yeah. projected to finish bottom of the league. Yeah. Um, now we expect them to regress somewhat in certain of the uh, luckier metrics like the, the pdo step potentially canceling out what looks like a more well-rounded team on paper um while logan cooley will be the more exciting player look out for improvements from the likes of uh, dylan gunther as well the ninth overall pick in 2021 and who had an excellent tournament for canada at the world juniors um yeah finishing in the low 70s is probably where this team finds itself at the end of the year Almost certainly not anywhere near the playoff bubble, but uh, not bad enough to be among the sharks of the league either. Uh, we project them at 20, seventy-one and a half points. Their over/under is seventy-four and a half. Uh, so yeah, we'll go under. This is the only one that I bet that's moved against me. The line people like the Coyotes for some reason, but uh, I don't. I'm not buying. I'm not buying it. So yeah, under.
0: Yeah, I, I don't quite understand this line either at seventy-four and a half. It's even higher at other books. We see a seventy-six and a half out there. What?
2: i'm gonna have to bet it again
0: yeah they 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 over performed last year and still got got 70 points year before had had 57 points Uh, i don't see them getting getting better once again this season i even might not hate them as the uh, worst team in the league at 11 to 1 i I feel like the sharks and ducks we talked about in the pacific are are definitely worse than them but maybe at 11 to one if if the coyotes if keller goes down with an injury if their goaltending isn't great you know maybe they just you know fall fall to the bottom completely it's not really a, a horrible bet there but yeah definitely just hammer the under points here and it, it should it should come through for you
1: yeah seventy four and a half, or like ryan said you can find it at 76 and with Jolie's excellent what that i wish we could just clip and have playing you know available to us forever that'd be fantastic um yeah that's definitely a, a bit of a leap here a bit of a stretch so if i had to pick a side gun to my head i'd definitely be on the under oh my god I'm dying um that's how bad this team is that literally make me want to just fucking choke and die uh but yeah you know like, like we touched on they're gonna be better than last year it's a low bar and stuff like that but still 74 and a half points no chance um as far as the whole last place team you know 11 to 1 yeah it's kind of enticing i don't think they'll be the last place team but you know those are bad odds i guess so if you throw down a little penny on that or something why the hell not um but yeah, there's not much to write home about here, man. Like a, a, a combo of Vajmoke and Carl or Connor Ingram. Interesting, you know, Ingram. They're they're both young. Like Vajmoke technically 27, I guess. Maybe that's not, for a goalie. That's young. Connor Ingram, 26 as well. I'm spitting with Connor Ingram because like I just can't get over that fucking loss that he gave to Team Canada in the World Juniors like fucking eight years ago or something like that. So I, I'm just I'm just always gonna be against this kid, but. You know what, whatever, man. So they got two guys in that, you know, a nice little tandem system there. Defensively, it's interesting. Like the likes of Troy Stretcher, you know, like kind of a veteran guy's been around the league for a while. Same with Matt Dumba, like Julie touched on, definitely have hard miles. Uh, you know, I, I like Sean Dersey. There, there's guys. There's guys, but there's not I don't even know what, I can't even think of an analogy to say, you know, it's like there there's guys, but like sucks, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and another, you another thing. You think that is, they would have a lot of uh, better prospects considering how long they've been bad. I know!
1: I was looking through to it. I'm like, really, there's no one, like, there's a couple of big guys, but no one really jumps out,
2: right? Yeah. They've been bad for a while, like, five, six years? Yeah. And, I mean, I know they had that, uh, uh their draft picks taken away from them or something from, uh, what, what, what were they doing wrong? I think they were Oh, yeah, tampering. they were some sort of scouting <laughs> No, they were scouting. scouting.
1: They were bringing people in for testing and shit, like, before the combat or something. Ah, right, 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 right. Yeah, so, it was John yeah, Chaco, right?
2: Yeah, they, they lost a couple draft picks there, but still, they they should have uh, a lot more talent than what they have. Yeah.
1: yeah and then, and di- and didn't I... they draft some guy that, like, the league said, no, he's an asshole or something like that? I don't know. Uh, I don't
2: know. Boston. Uh, yeah, uh, I was either Boston
1: or Montreal, <laughs> I think. <laughs>
2: no, Boston didn't draft him. He, they just signed him.
1: Yeah, I think Arizona drafted him, and then oh, they, Boston guy, signed oh, him. Arizona may there have drafted go. him. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think yeah. you're right. I, yeah, but uh, as you were saying before, talent like they have all of these draft picks. They have to do something with them. They they can't just draft a bunch of players with this because second round guys, you know, may not. You, you have to at least trade up into the first round. Maybe even trade for a young player. Like like you can't just sit on these picks and, and do nothing with them. Also, another thing going against them this season is teams that went in there like good teams that went into Arizona last year and lost are not going to take them lightly again in, in that arena. They're they're just not going to like like Boston went in there and lost. I think I saw Edmonton or Colorado when in there and lost, so th- their home record is going to take a hit this year. Um, we're not going to
1: run through uh, playoff odds, miss playoff odds, division odds, or cup odds for this team because let's face it, uh, there's no value, and they're probably definitely not going to make the playoffs. So they're not going to win the division, and if the Arizona Coyotes okay, win the Stanley Cup, if they're in the Stanley Cup Finals, I will fly out. To fucking arizona wherever the hell they're playing and i will buy tickets and i will watch a game and i will buy uh i don't know like a sean derzy arizona coyotes jersey or something so you can hold me to that The like,
2: jersey if you like the coyotes i say this a lot but you can find andre trini for coach of the year at a much much higher odds than um to make the playoffs and he'll be definitely in the mix if they do uh go in that kind of run i know he was a 150 to one earlier in the season in the offseason, but uh, I doubt he's still at that number. But, yeah, anything at, like, 50-1 to one or better, you're better off going that route. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: potential candidate for team selling at the deadline as well. You look at a lot of these contracts, and there's a lot of one-, two-year deals here, uh, which could be enticing to potential contending teams as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all their defensemen, or none of them have a contract passed this year. Four of them are RFAs, but, like, Matt Dumba, Joshua Brown, Troy Stetcher are all UFAs. Mm-hmm. But uh, no Hall of Famers in that group, but you can get some Hall of Fame research with Hall of Fame bets Uh, Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. You can sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5-for-5. <laughs> and this week's special promotion, they're giving away $100,000. All you have to do is make a pick-em selection that includes as passing yards, 277.5 higher or lower. Underdog is going to select 10 random winners to give out $10,000 to each. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN.
1: All right, we're going to keep it moving here. We just finished talking about the Coyotes. Well, we're going to talk about another shit team, Uh, One could argue probably a shittier team. We're going to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks, baby. Uh, Obviously, the Blackhawks had a miserable year last year, but technically they had the best year out of anybody because they got the biggest prize of them all. And we're not talking about the Stanley Cup. We're talking about Conor Bernard. Um, uh, That's a total joke. You'd rather have the uh, the Cup than Conor Bernard. But still, uh, good on Blackhawks. They they ended up getting the job done, being absolutely horseshit, and then getting the kid. Um, Yeah, boys, what are our thoughts on Chicago here? Jolie, what do we got?
2: Yeah, they, the Blackhawks were kind of rewarded for, um, they were kind of lucky because they tried to quickly retool in 2021, which, uh, you know, they signed uh, Seth Jones. Or did they trade for him? They gave him a huge, ma- massive deal they signed anyway. Them. Yeah. So, well, uh, they
1: traded for him. You're right. They traded for him.
2: My bad. Right. Yeah. It was, it was one of the worst deals in the last few years for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that year did not go the way they planned. Um, I think I had a small bet on them too, like 101 or whatever, which looked good. You know, I had all that CLV going into the season. after they made those deals, but uh, it didn't matter. They, they sucked and they sucked even worse last year. If it weren't for the ducks, this would be the absolute worst team in the league. Uh, they finished 31st in both course of four percentage and expect goals, four uh, percentage. But yeah, like you said, they, they were rewarded for sucking with uh, getting the better, best prospects since Connor McDavid. Um, yeah, but they also didn't get a lot of production out of their younger players. So, their development is still in the larval stage, but getting Connor Bedard means this was an absolutely successful season in the long run. Uh, Bedard will fast-track the Blackhawks' rebuild, even if they don't have the best prospect pool at the moment. Uh, after trying to sustain the Kane and years for so long, uh, what else? What else did the Blackhawks do last year? Um, not, not too no. much. They sucked. No. Uh, yeah, they some high-scoring games, brutal defending, brutal goaltending for the most part. Um, yeah, not much else to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they had Patrick Kane tr- tr- traded him away to to New York for a, a conditional second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. Um, yeah, the they the Blackhawks frustratingly are going to have probably another dynasty because they, they saw it wasn't working. They they did it the right way. They tanked. They traded away pretty much anyone of value that they had, and they lost pretty much almost all the all their last games to to get as many ping pong balls as possible in that thing and and they got Connor bernard for it so yeah uh, ultimately it was a fantastic season for them at the end because if you're not going to be first you might as well be last and get the best player in, in the draft
1: that's absolutely fair um yeah i don't got much else to say if you know as far as last year's blackhawks go they're they're abysmal man but they were abysmal for a purpose i guess um good on them for kind of uh parting ways with patrick kane and just saying yeah we'll give you a chance go do whatever the hell you want go fucking try and be a contender um what's some speculation no oh, maybe he'll come back but uh, obviously let's face it that's probably not going to happen um so yeah well, what do we think as far as their offseason goals
2: here joel well, it's hard to, to grade it considering um, they win the offseason just by winning the draft lottery and getting Bedard. But uh, beyond that, I'm not exactly sure what they were doing. They brought in and significantly overpaid veterans, Taylor Hall, Nick Fellino, Corey Perry, the kinds of players a contender is looking for, not a rebuilding team. Perhaps the uh, logic is to perform teaching roles for the younger players or maybe the hope is to bring them in and then flip them (laughs) to trade deadline for assets. But, uh, given the fact that the Blackhawks project to be one of the worst teams in the league, again, there's a decent chance that these players perceive value declines over the course of the season. So yeah, I would at least like to see them trade someone like Connor Murphy for assets, get something for a depreciating player instead of investing in, in more of (laughs) them. So yeah, I'm not exactly sure what, what the plan is there. I guess, uh, just, just looking for role models for the younger guys to, to bring them up. Um, yeah, because uh, I don't think that these guys are going to be given. Uh, uh, I guess uh, they're character guys, I guess, especially Foligno and Perry. Uh, so I'm sure that they'll be given a hundred percent. But at the end of the day, I think they're just uh, collecting a uh, nice paychecks there in Chicago. Yeah, I, I actually have have the opposite opinion. I, I think the Blackhawks did did a great job this
0: offseason. I mean, Hall has an, has another year in his contract, but Foligno is going to be his last year. Perry, they give way much way too much to it at four million, but. They'll end up trading him. They have plenty of cap space anyway. They got guys to to play around Connor Bernard. Taylor Hall is going to play with him. Corey Perry is probably not going to play with him, but he's, he's someone that's going to get mix it up if he has to. Same thing with, with Nick Foligno. You, you can help him along, as you said, as a bit of a role model there. So I think that they did what they, what they wanted to do. They, they got support for Bernard. They got guys that are on, you know, Shorter contracts, one year, two year contracts so they can either trade at the deadline or possibly just just next offseason with uh, Taylor Hall and Andreas Anthony to see you there. So, uh, yeah, I think the Blackhawks probably I mean, they had a better offseason than, than the Coyotes, I would say, just si- signing these guys as long as they're able to trade them for, for a decent pick, which, you know, you said that their perceived value will go down, but I think they could still trade. You know, Perry to a playoff team, know for a playoff team for a fourth or fifth round pick, maybe you know, package them together, get a get a second or a third, and you know, it's it's just buying picks at that point.
1: Yeah, I uh, I kind of gotta go with my boy Julie on this one. I I look at a lot of these moves and. You know, I I just don't understand what the fuck they're trying to do here, right? Like, I understand the whole like what Ryan said, you know, bring in some veteran players to surround, you know, you know your rookie like Bedard and show him, you know, how to be a pro and all this. But let's face it, this kid knows how to be a pro. He, if it, he's the type of player he is, he knows he's going to be in the NHL since he was 11 years old, and he's going to be an All Star. He knows what it takes. So yes, it's good to have one of those guys, but to have five of them. Uh, what's the point of that? Do you need a 38-year-old Corey Perry? Do you need a 35-year-old Nick Felino? 33-year-old Tyler Johnson? 31-year-old Taylor Hall? Like, Don't get me wrong. If this was 2016, Blackhawks for the Cup. But those players that I just listed alone, Peter Mrazik and Nett, they'd be fucking Cup contenders. But guess what? We're going into 2023. So definitely not. Um, personally, I think they should have... This is a little bit biased, but like, this is straight This is how the Leafs did it back then. They had the prospects of Nylander, Matthews, Marner. What did they do? They called them all up at the same time. Let them grow together. Yeah, you surrounded them with a couple bodies up here, here and there kind of thing. But for the most part, it was their team from a young age. You know, you can say the argument, yeah, well, it didn't work. Look, it hasn't got them anywhere. At least they've made the playoffs every year since that happened. Uh, they don't have a chance like with this fucking squad, dude. And th- it's not just Bedard. They got Lucas Reichel in the mix, too. That kid's going to be a stud. So they bring in some younger players and give them more time to start their careers together, to grow together. That way, three or four years down the line, you know, these guys are almost veterans at that point. And it's only been four years, but it's their team. They've been playing the big minutes. They've been doing this night in, night out, on the road for 82-game seasons together. You know, so I, I think there's more value in that than having five fucking veterans who, like Joel said, majority of them are pretty much just there cashing a paycheck. You know, like I don't know, there's there's some talent. Don't get me wrong, like Taylor Hall's a player. He's not the same Taylor Hall he used to be, but like like Nick Felino, Corey Perry, like what the fuck are we talking about here, yo?
0: That that's the thing though. They're not trying to win. I, I think I think that, Why that's not? A great. That's a great point they, that they they should have their prospects together but i think they're one or two years away from that like their top prospects are, are guys drafted this year and last year they're not ready to play in the nhl yet but i mean they have these veterans that are going to help them lose and get, get a better draft pick so they're going to have bedard and whoever they draft next year plus reichel plus um i forgot who the other guy's name is that they drafted early this year just to you know grow together i, I don't think i think it's still a year too early to to have those guys there
1: well, if you're gonna be one, if you're gonna go the one or two years away thing, then you just gotta be careful that you're not always gonna be one or two years away from being one or two years away. You know, like, you, it's easy to say that, and but like uh, if you look at it, this is a team that, for Christ's sakes, they got six million dollars in dead cap between like Josh Bailey, Brett Connolly, uh, Duncan Keith, for Christ's sakes, plus another two million dollars that they bought out for Jake McCabe. So that's eight million dollars there it's going against the cap that they're getting nothing out of, and they still got twelve million dollars in cap space. This is a team that they could have added twenty-one million dollars worth of younger potential players to play with these guys i think that they could be a playoff team or at least in contention if they wanted to but this whole you know we don't want to we're going to take our time with this fuck that why you just bring these stars in and say
0: okay well we're going to lose the next two years fuck that yo that's what that's what that's what you do to rebuild though The, the blackhawks the Blackhawks are. They've been rebuilding rebuild. for years, Ryan. Like you, they've been the rebuilding one? for three or four years after being a yeah. dynasty for almost a decade. I feel like that's I feel like that's a decent amount of time to to you know they went from trading all their picks to you know add guys at the deadline to okay we have to kind of get get too many picks. The Seth Jones trade was absolutely horrific. That that's going to set them back a little bit, but yeah, I think they're they're looking at the, at their top prospects according to the Athletic. Like it's Bedard, it's uh, Korchinski, the, the defenseman, it's Reichel. And then it's Oliver Moore, who's a bubble top and middle middle lineup player drafted 19th overall this year. He's not ready for the NHL. And then fifth is Frank Nazar, who's a middle middle lineup player, five foot nine center. Like he's not ready for the NHL either. So I think next year we'll see, you know, a Bedard Reichel, someone else top line to maybe, you know, take that next step for the Blackhawks.
1: Yeah, I can't say I agree with that. They're four years in, and then you want to add another three onto it for a seven-year rebuild. Fucking, at this rate, you're never going to get it done, bro. So, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on the matter. We've seen it done at other places.
2: It's really only two years into the rebuild, because they went all in on uh, Seth Jones' year uh, two years ago. So, yeah, they're, they're, Ryan's right that the prospect covered is pretty bare still, but I still would rather see <laughs> those guys get ice time than fucking uh, Nick Folino and Corey Perry. I don't, I don't see the point. But, anyway... We went on to how we see uh, their season going, which is not good. Not good. Uh, everyone will be interested in this team, obviously, just for Connor Bedard, to see how he's doing uh, for good reason. Uh, we saw McDavid tear up his rookie season before getting injured. So there's every reason to ex- expect the same from Bedard. But uh, that said, it's a team sport where your best players play for just little bit more than a third of the game and there's a, a true dearth of talent around him so to expect anything more than a bottom five finish this season i think is uh, asking too much um i think mcdavid had a better team around him at the time than bedard has uh around him here in chicago um that said there, there should still be more playing time for blackhawks prospects this year uh ryan mentioned frank nazar lucas reichel kevin Kurczynski on defense um. yeah, also excited to watch Peter Morazic play goalie again. Never a dull moment with that guy in net. Um. Yeah, Cox should be an over-team again, regardless who plays goalie for them, though. I mean, their defense is absolutely putrid, whereas their uh, power play should be uh, exciting to watch there with um, Bedard manning the wing. Um. So, yeah, it'll be a, a fun team to follow, but uh, they're not going to win a lot of games. So, yeah, I, I still like the under at 71.5. We project 68.8. So, yeah. Yeah, this team is gonna be uh, back where they were last year. Maybe uh, I don't know. Optimistically, three or four spots better. That's that's the the high end, but more likely they're just gonna be uh, bottom three again. Yeah, looking back at
0: that Oilers roster, they had a, a 24-year-old Taylor Hall, uh, led the team in scoring. Had 20-year-old Seidel. I believe when he was still potentially going to be somebody. He scored twenty five goals that season, so he was uh, Nugent Hopkins too. So they had they had that they were going with the okay, get these young guys up and, and play together, kind of rat a little bit. But yeah, the, the, the Blackhawks this year are just not gonna be good. They had fifty-nine points last year, sixty-eight points the year before. They're they're they added they had subtraction by addition with, with with the signings they made this offseason with the trades they made this offseason. So yeah, they're gonna to be towards the bottom. I don't know if they will be at the bottom, but I feel like They're definitely the bottom of of the central division.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, You know, they're going to be so bad, bro. You look at this, you look at this roster and like there's only one guy on the team that should be playing, you know, top three minutes, like top line minutes, and potentially maybe only one guy that should be playing top two lines. And that's Conor Bedard, man. Like, you know, you you make the argument, maybe Taylor Hall, but at this point in his career, does he have the, does he have the legs and the speed to kind of keep up with the top six unit? I don't necessarily know, but like you have a team of third liners and fourth liners, bro. And then Conor Bedard and you got shit goaltending and your defense is, you know, sketchy at best. Right. So yeah, I don't see this team having, you know, any success whatsoever. Uh, um, and everybody's saying, hey, Bedard for the Calder, man. You guys know where I stand on that. He's he's not playing with anybody, yo. Like, here, here. how is he how is he going to put up points? Like, he can't. There's nobody. You can say, oh, Taylor Hall over the power play. What, is this guy going to get 90 power play points for fuck's sakes? Hell no. Like, it's an absolute How are they going
2: to drop penalties? <laughs> yeah.
1: They're going to be hooking there just to keep up. They're going to be like the 80s where you're just catching a ride. Like, what the fuck, bro? So, yeah, I'm, no, I'm staying clear. As, but you know where I got, you know, I got nice plus 2200. Let's fucking go, yo. So I, I just, I I don't know, man. Like, I, I hate, I hate the makeup of this team. And I hate the fact that, you know, arguably the, potentially the, the third best player in the world behind dry side Olympic David's coming in. And he's just going to be by
0: himself on a fucking island. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm against you guys. I think Bedard is, is likely going to win the Calder. He has the narrative already. He either has to really suck, or another player has to, you know, really just ball out, and and that's possible. There are a lot of top, top, uh, prospects coming into the rookie season this year. But yeah, Bedard. I mean, minus 140 on, on our friends at DraftKings. I feel like that's a bit too high. But we'll wait a little bit into the season, if if you can get plus odds on him, I, I don't hate that at all.
2: Um. All right. Wait wait, what wait, the, wait, wait, wait. I, I, I was. I wasn't gonna say anything, but uh, it's bugging me. You said <laughs> McDavid Drysaddle. Aren't you that's forgetting? my one-two? Like,
1: that's my one two, I'm Kale sorry.
2: Kale McCarr. Kale fucking McCarr. Definitely. Uh, Austin you Matthews. Drysaddle.
1: You think? You think the McCarr is oh, better, than b- better, than,
2: better than Bedard? He's saying. Yeah. No. It's, uh, okay. I
1: guess yeah. So I was thinking more so oh, from an offensive point of view. You're saying better than view.
0: better than dry saddle.
1: I was thinking more so from an offensive point of view. I guess if you're doing total, then yeah, you could probably put Makar up there ahead of uh, Bedard.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I would put him number two in the league right now. I mean, yeah. he, he had a... Based on what he did two years ago. Last year was a bit of a down year, but he was playing so fucking much and just carrying the team whatever. Half the team injured, uh, so you can give him a little bit of an excuse. But what he did for the for the team and the playoffs Playoffs, especially two years ago, was just uh, Bobby Orlike. So uh, that—that's what I'm—I'm I'm leaning on. But absolutely, Drysaddle is top-five player easily. Uh, Austin Matthews, of course. We should do that sometime. Uh, I was wanting to do that earlier in the off-season, but uh, I guess it's a little late now. But we could have little uh, power rankings of players yeah. and then goalies even at some point.
0: Yeah. I was thinking we should do like a weekly t- or bi-weekly team power rankings too on one of the one of the lighter nights during during the season. Yeah. All right, uh, over
1: under, what are we thinking here?
0: Under. It was 71.5. I mean, this is another slam dunk under. Bet them and the Coyotes. One of them has to hit. Both of them will probably hit. 59 points last year, 68 points the year before. Like I said, subtraction by addition. So, yeah, definitely just hammer the under.
2: For sure
1: yeah like we talked about it bro this team this team might get 30 points for crazy no i'm just kidding they're gonna have more than that but still it's not gonna be a good look you know, out there for uh for all of our friends and pals in chicago and the day is it the windy city did they call chicago windy the windy city, city. yes,
2: yes sir. okay we do have a bunch of blackhawks fans though and active in the discord so shout out to them at least uh they're, they're they care about this this uh episode um yeah, that you should have seen them. They were like dancing around when they when they got the uh, the, the draft lottery. Even people who aren't really active on the in our channel, they came in there and were like, "Oh fuck yeah, Blackhawks, let's go!"
1: Right. <laughs> so they've had a lot to be hiding away from the past couple of years, so it's understandable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Peter Mrazek' regular season win total on DraftKings is set at fourteen and a half. Um, <laughs> the Blackhawks had a total of twenty six wins last year. Mrazek had ten of them. So like the under there is probably a, a good bet as well. Oh, they got that
2: yeah. Arvidsson yeah. kid too, right? So I agree that is a good. Look. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of those unders and those goalie wins are good bets. Like if you just blindly play, play, played all of them, you'd be profitable in the end.
0: Yeah, especially like on bad teams or potential injuries. Like just yeah, just, just run through them.
2: So what yeah, you say? Bad teams tend to play a lot of goalies too. Like they're always up and down. And mm-hmm. It's not like uh, you know uh bell cow or whatever they are saying is bell is, it bell is it, uh, so. yeah. a bell cow i think so yeah
1: like
2: uh yeah he's the like bel- a running back, the bell cow the bell cow back yeah yeah he carries most oh. of the work like there's no bell cow in these shitty teams really unless you're john gibson yeah true that's a good point is that so like a
1: farming you- analogy like
0: what I, I have know? no idea it's
2: a football term though <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> yeah
2: uh, swift
0: what was the bell cow tonight for the birds
2: that's right fuck man beijing wings had him in fantasy van last year or last week uh, another listener uh he, he had fucking tyreek hill uh, all three of my fantasy leagues i was playing against tyreek hill <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now, now i got deandre swift dude, he put up like 40 points uh fucking beijing wings he's he's like the worst fantasy player ever but uh, i might have losing them lose to him this, this week <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. I went three and zero in my three leagues, but right now in one of them, I'm currently in a matchup and I'm losing against
0: my girlfriend.
1: And oh. that's not a good. That's oh. not a good oh. look, bro. If I lose to my girl in fantasy football, I think I have to quit all fantasy sports for the rest of time.
0: Yeah, you just got to start picking games by like which jersey you like better. I don't that know. Man. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, all right, Is that it. Joel, did you say your point projections for for these teams?
2: I did, yeah, 71.5 for the Coyotes and 68.8 for the Hawks.
0: All right, yeah, so both quite under there.
2: Yep. Um, the market disagrees with me, you know, at least for the Coyotes.
1: You're smarter than the market, though, right?
2: Well, I hope. I, I use the fucking market, so that's why I'm pissed off. That it's going away from me.
1: Better, you're better looking than the market, though. We'll give you that. Ah, yeah, yeah,
2: that's that's a sh- What down? does the market look like? Uh, ah, like I mean, think
0: you got to ask.
2: The 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 golden bull or that that ox thing in uh, New York City, the the stock market in Wall Street, whatever that the <laughs> yeah. bull idol thing is, whatever disgusting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, Vegmelka is his, cow. Win, his win total is twenty and a half. He had eighteen wins last year, so uh, that that's another good under there. Good point, Joel. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I am smarter than that market. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hell yeah. It depends on which market we're talking about, right? <laughs> I like that. Uh, all right. That pretty much wraps it up here, boys. Uh, anything else you want to add or are we good?
0: Uh, just, we, got a, uh, we got a new five-star review uh, coming in here from uh, our our friends up north in Canada. It's uh, thanks for hanging out. Five stars. The drop-in oh, yeah? tuning of hockey podcast. Chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga from J J C A. That's a wicked review, bro. I knew
2: Tom would like that one.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. Tom, hell you, yeah. You react you you reacted to that in the in the podcast <laughs> review channel already.
1: I don't know. I didn't see the chugga chugga I just thought we were the dot, drop detuning. I didn't see the thanks for hanging out and shit. Yeah, so a chug
0: chugga 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 there from our, our good, uh, yeah. good oh, friend yeah. the the old, the old gray bush.
1: All right. Well, we promise you, fucking Foxy, that we're gonna keep this rocking. That, to- that, that
0: was Jeff doing that
1: review. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we promise you that we're gonna keep on fucking rocking, and by the time this season ends, we're gonna be all the way down and fucking drop B, baby. We're just gonna be playing some fucking heavy old shit. That's what we're gonna be all about. You know. Thanks for hanging out. You know. Um. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh. Every go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast our website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff in the world of sports, baby. You can find all that information there. We got hockey. Fucking prospect camps, we got football, we got college football, there's, you know, uh, baseball's doing its thing, NBA, I'm sure camps are starting to get cooking for that, uh, NASCAR, the NASCAR guys just seem to kill it, every time I check in on these guys, they're absolutely just ripping it, uh, what else, the MMA's doing its thing, tons of stuff, yo, know, in the world of sports, you can find all that information on the SGPN website, I'm uh, sure to read the articles, everybody's pumping out some good articles and stuff, especially with the season on its way, I'm sure Ryan will be doing some stuff, so be sure to keep your eye out for that, uh, and listen to all the other shows, man. You know, everybody just does such kick ass jobs. Best time of year. Sports are pretty much almost fully back. Once this puck drops, all sports are going to be pretty much fully back that matter. You know, if you're a basketball fan, basketball is going to be doing its thing too. So, hell yeah. Baseball playoffs normally happen about that time of the year, right? So, uh, it's going uh, to be an awesome time to be a sports fan, man. So, hell yeah. Go to the website. You can find all the information there. Read the articles, the other shows. Uh, Shout out to all my friends of house in the Discord as well. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. Uh, If you want to get in there, but you're not in there right now, but you want to be, but you're not, but you could be, but you aren't, but you should be, but maybe you wouldn't, but you should. Uh, You can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll point you in the right direction. Or the HTTP Twitter account. Uh, We'll get you going in there. Or you can, uh, I don't know, Julie, what are you doing? how can these people re- oh no he's got a twitter uh-huh. he's got a fucking twitter so you can figure it out you, you can hack this guy just hack his <laughs> shit figure out where he is and then fucking let us know too and then we'll we'll all we'll get it we'll get it all taken care of you know
2: where's waldo where's Joldo? <laughs> Joldo. Hmm. Well, yeah
0: and if you want your five star rating uh, and review read on on the podcast you can leave that on apple podcast uh sg.pn slash hockey or just search for the Hockey Gambling Podcast. We'll be happy to to have uh, more reviews coming in. Hell yeah.
1: All right, guys, my name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins94. You can also find me tearing it up on the dance floor because my cousin's getting married on Saturday, baby, and I'm gonna be just so drunk and I'm gonna be dancing and I'm gonna be back, you know, with all my fucking redneck country buddies and I fucking hate country music and big old trucks and silly hats and boots, but you know what? <laughs> We're going to have a good time no matter what, yo. And so, hell yeah.
0: I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Manuel You'll find me
2: running the fucking ball. Urr, urr,
0: urr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Peace.